0: Elton Hearing Aid Center presents the Drive.
1: Ready, ready.
0: The Drive.
2: Elmore deep left side three is good from thirty feet. John Elmore.
1: The
0: Drive with Paul
1: Swan. Welcome into
3: the Friday, December 14th edition of The Drive, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Coming up this hour, we're going to hear from Marshall University football coach Don Collins. We'll get his comments as the Thundering Herd are getting set. The Bad Boy Motors Gas gorilla Bowl, that's coming up next week. We'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Also, we're going to hear a little bit later on from Chris Dickerson. He's the editor of the West Virginia record he's also a former sports writer and he is a Wayne High School grad he started a push to get the Wayne High School football field named after coach Scott Jarrell we'll find out from him a little bit later on why he's putting this push together and in a few minutes we're going to hear from Grayson Malashevich he is the Fulton Walker award winner that is an award that is presented from the That is an award that is presented by the West Virginia Sports Writer Association. It goes to the state's top special teams player, and he's going to join us on the program in a few minutes. Plus, we'll take your phone calls at 877-420-TALK. That is 8255. We've got a lot to get into today. And of course, we're getting closer to Marshall taking on South Florida and the Gasparilla Bowl. That's coming up later next week. We'll have that game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. A great article down in the newspaper, tampabay.com, is where you can find it today. Um, good look at what the Marshall program's all about. So, the folks in Tampa are kind of getting a history. They've seen Marshall for a few years now. Marshall's not a stranger to playing football in the Tampa, the Florida area. But good story today about how a half century later, Marshall football still galvanized by tragedy. So that's a good read. You should check that out. And, of course, there's another story I'm going to talk about a little bit more as far as who's the next UCF. Yahoo Sports is surmising that it could be North Texas. So North Texas could be... The next UCF. And they're talking about the fact that they've got some young stars. They are in their third consecutive bowl game. This is a program that, if you think about it, maybe the resources are there. Maybe North Texas starts to emerge out of Conference USA. And if North Texas starts to emerge, maybe North Texas starts to elevate Conference USA a little bit more. Um, Coach Seth Littrell said that thinks he thinks it could be a monster here. Because there's growth on the campus. There's optimism. Um, he thinks, quote, I think it's one of those places that once you get it rolling, I think it's going to continue if the support and resources continue to stay where it's at. Um, here's a reason, according to the Yahoo story. The reason for the surge are familiar for programs trending up around college athletics. Align leadership at the presidential level, savvy hires, and aggressive marketing. That's included free In-N-Out burgers. $3 beers and even hosting a post-game wrestling event. Yeah, I'm I'm on board for all of that. $3 beers? That's a pretty solid football price for a beer. You get free In-N-Out Burger. You know what? We don't have In-N-Out here in the greater Huntington, Tri-State area. Maybe that's hurting Marshall recruiting. I don't know. Maybe that's hurting Marshall fan attendance. I don't know. But you can find something comparable for free In-N-Out Burgers. And of course, you got a post-game wrestling event. What's next? A boxing kangaroo? I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, they're pretty savvy at North Texas right now, so I'm on board with everything right. Like that. Now, here's something else. Here's where they're getting business taken care of. They beat Arkansas 44-17. How about that? You beat Arkansas, you beat a name program, and people are going to start talking about you. That's what Marshall needs to do. Marshall's got to find a way, when name programs are on the schedule, to beat them. NC State was an opportunity. Didn't happen for the Thundering Herd. Game against South Carolina might have been an opportunity, but weather prevented that one. Virginia Tech was an opportunity, but Marshall wasn't able to take advantage of that. Instead, Marshall's been really solid in conference, played against majority of teams that they could and should beat, beat the majority of the teams they could and should beat. Couple of exceptions there, but Marshall... It's a solid program, just needs some signature wins. Elevated promotion, maybe. Growth in the area. I mean, the area itself, let's be honest, this isn't all just on Marshall University. Huntington's got to be an exciting, vibrant, growing region to attract kids here. And let's be honest, North Texas, it's in Texas, it's got a lot to grow, draw upon. Great area, media markets there, love for football. They can just draw a circle around the campus and say, all right, nothing's getting out. We're gonna get all the talent in this circle and we're gonna keep it right here. And they're gonna be a solid competitive program. So they got a lot of things going right for them at North Texas. And I could be on board with this. Getting the fans to show up, that's a big deal. The free in and out burgers, that helps. But you go five and eight, then nine and five, and now nine and three. In the last three years, not won a league title yet, but I think you're getting a program that's on the right track. That's where you have a lot of growth potential. North Texas could be the next Central Florida. Remember when teams were shooting to be the next Marshall? Now teams are shooting to be the next Central Florida as far as this level. We're going to turn our attention to high school football when we come back from break. Grayson Malashevich is going to join us. He was selected as the Fulton Walker Award winner by the West Virginia Sports Writers Association. We're going to check in with him when we come back from break also. Chris Dickerson will join us a little bit later on to talk about his push to get Wayne High School football's field named after Coach Scott Gerald. We'll hear from Doc Holliday as well when we continue with this edition of The Drive, presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
3: Welcome back to the Friday, December 14th edition. Drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center. You follow high school football all season long, you know one of two things, that Spring Valley really really good and part of the reason why was Grayson Malashevich he did everything I think he did everything except sell concessions and kick field goals and he was selected as the Fulton Walker award winner by the West Virginia Sports Writers Association that goes to the state's top special teams player he now joins us on the program congratulations Grayson that was um, that was something I think almost a lot of us thought was a foregone conclusion the way you performed this year.
2: Uh, Thank you I appreciate it a lot What's it
3: been like? What, what is? What are you feeling now that you um, you've got that past and you've been recognized as uh, one of the best players in the state of West Virginia?
2: It's uh, awesome to be recognized as uh, one of the better players in the state. Considering all the talent we have, and you got Division One guys all across the state now, it's just probably one of the best recruiting classes in West Virginia's ever had, I'd say. And uh, it's, it's just awesome to be uh, recognized as one of the top players.
3: Now, your recruiting continues. Uh, You haven't settled on anything yet, but I'm sure this helps as well. At least getting your name out there, opening up maybe a few more doors for you as far as schools that are calling. Have you got any increased interest uh, now that the award's been announced, or has it been pretty steady already?
2: I think it's been pretty steady already. Uh, Most coaches base their uh, evaluations off film and after, I, after this season, I uh, post my highlight film and everything. I think uh, the awards are just another way to get my name out there. and uh, It helps a little bit, but I don't think it helps a ton.
3: Is there anywhere you're leaning towards right now? I know you haven't made your final decision, but are you leaning towards it, anyone as far as you hope that you could possibly go here? I know the in-state schools would definitely love to have you and the surrounding area as well.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I definitely love Marshall and West Virginia. Uh, two good schools that I'm really looking at, and Virginia Tech and Penn State, and uh, a couple of the uh, state schools around here I'm, I'm really looking at uh, right now. I'm just taking it slow, uh, seeing if anything opens up and what is the best place for me to go.
3: What's the most important thing you're looking for? For a lot of kids, it's uh, the opportunity to maybe uh, get an education in a certain field uh, other kids they want a, a balanced education of course but look at this as an opportunity maybe to get to that next level after college uh, what are you looking for that's going to be the best fit for you and your goals
2: I'm just looking for the best place for me whether like academically uh, what what's around the place the area and uh, and obviously athletically what what the best situation is for me and how I would fit in uh, to, to uh, the team in
3: school. Grayson Malashevich joins us. He was named as one of the best players in the state of West Virginia, winning the Fulton Walker Award, which goes to the state's top special teams player. Really, I think that's a that says a lot for you because you did so much. You were probably, as some stories have written about you, one of the most versatile players in the state of West Virginia, if not the most versatile player.
2: Yeah, I just try to go out there every Friday to help our team win the ball. Uh, we won the last few of them. We didn't finish it quite how we wanted, but uh, I think I was able to help uh, a great team to get to back to another state championship.
3: What are you looking for as uh, you're going through this process now? Are you are you wanting to settle in a certain position? Or are you pretty happy with just your versatile nature, or are you looking to maybe – you know, have someone pick you up for a particular skill set. What's going through your mind as far as what's going to be next for you?
2: I think uh, my versatility has definitely helped me get recruited. Just being able to do multiple things on the field has uh, opened up some coaches' eyes. And when I get in there, I think I'll settle into a position more uh, wherever. Uh, right now, I think my versatility is really what's, help, what's helped me get recruited.
3: And with the recruiting process, of course, there's always that advantage of. Coaches come to see you, recruits um, have friends, you have friends. And has this opened the door up maybe for some of your friends, some of the guys on the team? Now they're getting a few more looks that normally they wouldn't. I mean, obviously, Spring Valley is one of the best programs in the state of West Virginia. If you're looking in the state, you're going to look at Spring Valley. But how has this, have you felt, opened up doors for not just your teammates but kids in this region to get a closer look by recruiters, coaches, and uh, people who are tasked with finding the best players?
2: I think it definitely helps. I mean, I, I know it's definitely helped me get some opportunities with having probably the best lineman and one of the best linemen in the country on our team, Doug Nestor. He's, he's a top recruit. He's like number one or two guard in the nation, and also, Zach Williams and some multiple Power 5 offers, Wyatt Milan Power 5 offers. Um, I think that has definitely opened up doors and to me with all these coaches coming to schools and just being able to evo- evaluate me. But um, it helps other kids get looks too with uh, all, all the high profile recruiting that uh, goes on around here. They just want to. See the talent pool that surrounds my state
3: area. Grayson Malashevich joins us. He's the winner of the Fulton Walker Award, goes to the state of West Virginia's top special teams player. He joins us on the program. What is it about these last few years? It seems that we're talking more and more about players like yourself and others who are considered legitimate D1 prospects. Is it just people are more attuned to it now paying more attention to the state has the talent recently just gotten better what is it has the talent always been here and just been overlooked
2: um i, I think talent's always been here but uh the, these guys getting recruited to go in big schools you guys Doug, going to high state i think that's definitely helped a lot just big guys have opened up uh, a lot of opportunities for people and Uh, I think talent's been here, but I don't think it's been here like it has been these recent years with multiple Power 5 guys coming just straight out of Huntington, coming out of the whole state.
3: Is it something you see that's going to continue, or is this just a good period right now? Uh, Where would you evaluate the talent in the state since you've seen some of the top programs?
2: Uh, The talent in the state's just getting better and better every year. Every year we've played, we've played against players, and you'll come out come out after a game, and be like, "Who's that guy?" I mean, they're really good ball players all across the state. And I don't know if it's, it's hard to tell if it's just a good period or if uh, it's going to continue. But I mean, I definitely think the state of West Virginia football is is really uh, talented right now.
3: Joining us on the program, the winner of the Fulton Walker Award for the state's top special teams player, Grayson Malashevich. Now, I know the last few years, it's been sort of a, a bittersweet journey. You get to the state championship game consistently now with the program, and you haven't been able to crack that that championship win yet. Uh, where do you see Spring Valley as, uh, as the program continues now? I know it's going to be very hard to constantly do that, but... Here's a program that has been doing it consistently over the last few years. What's making Spring Valley so special right now?
2: I think uh, the two that went to the state championship class of 2017, I think they really changed the culture for Spring Valley. They brought a winning attitude, and I think that's what really has propelled us these past couple years. Last year, we probably weren't as good as we were in 2017, but we had that winning mentality, and we knew how to win ball games. So that, you know, Like at the Huntington game, the semifinals, we, we just went out there and won the game. because – the attitude we brought, we thought we could win. We knew how to win. I think that's really helped Spring Valley these past couple years.
3: Our guest on the program, Grace Amalashevich, winner of the Fulton Walker Award for the state's top special teams player. And when you, you sit back and, and look at it now, what are you going to miss the most? As you, you move on, you're, you're looking ahead now to your next journey, but what are you going to miss the most about time at Spring Valley and that journey?
2: Um, I think... Just playing with my friends. I've played with them for about uh, 12 years now since Youth League. I playing with them and getting to walk down that hill at uh, the Wolves Inn every Friday night. And, uh, just being able to play with your friends in community. Like, that, that's what I'm doing the so most. Like
3: Joining us on the program, Grayson Malashevich. He is the winner of the Fulton Walker Award congratulations and good luck wherever you go next um if it be local be Marshall West Virginia or if you go elsewhere good luck uh I'm sure this is going to be a really exciting time for you as uh, you get to now go on this journey and go see probably some different places you haven't had a chance to see so uh, is that what you're most looking forward to next as you just take your time to kind of figure out what's going to be best for you just the just the journey yeah. itself
2: yeah I think that's going to be the most exciting part I'm just going to be able to see what's out there, get to experience a bunch of new things, and then, then that ultimately make the best decision for me.
3: Well, congratulations once again. Uh, it's been fun to, to watch you all year long, and uh, can't wait to find out where you ultimately end up. And uh, They're going to be definitely a fortunate college football program uh, wherever you decide to go.
2: I appreciate it. Thank you.
3: That's Grayson Malashevich. He was named the Fulton Walker Award winner by the West Virginia Sports Writers Association and uh, definitely well-earned as one of the state's top players, uh, goes to the state's top special teams player. He did everything except probably sell programs and play in the band at halftime. And you know what? If he could have, he probably would have. When we come back from break, we're going to talk a little more about Wayne County football. But this time, we're going to turn our attentions to Wayne High School. Chris Dickerson is going to join us. He's the editor of the West Virginia Record. He's also a former sports writer. He's also a Wayne High School grad. And, you know, if you live around here, that's a tight-knit group. And he started a push to get the Wayne High School football field named after Coach Scott Gerald We'll find out why and what he hopes to accomplish when we continue with this edition of The Drive presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: Don't worry, Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
3: We're presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday edition of The Drive. I'm your host, Paul Swan. And, um, you know, if I would have planned this a little bit better, we would have had some different music for our next guest. Uh, Instead of uh, having our usual fare, I would have probably loaded up on a lot of KISS music because Chris Dickerson is now joining me. He's the editor of the West Virginia Record, but he's also a former sports writer. Also a Wayne High School grad, and um, he is an avid, and I mean avid, supporter of KISS, the rock group that (laughs) begins and ends the spectrum of music, as far as I'm concerned, right? I mean, that's That's the beginning. They're the alpha and the omega of rock music.
1: The greatest American rock and roll band ever. You're absolutely correct there.
3: Why are we talking sports? Let's just talk kiss. I mean, we could talk sports. Do that too. Yeah,
1: I can. Yeah, do you have a rock show? Because I could talk for hours about that too.
3: Uh, we do have a rock station. I don't know if I don't know if, um, if we have got the airtime. Could we get commercials? We have to actually stop talking to take the commercial breaks. I don't know if we could do that.
1: That's true. That's true.
3: <laughs> so Chris is joining you, us. On, he's joining us on the program today because uh, you've got something started that. Um, it's pretty interesting. Usually it's something grassroots like this when um, a push has started to get something changed or named, and you came up with the idea to get the Wayne High School football field named after Coach Scott Jarrell. Uh What was the um, what was the genesis of this for you?
1: Well, um, first of all, you know, that field is Tynier Field, and it's been that way since 1966 when it was opened uh, or 1968 when it was open, coach Gerald became the coach at Wayne high school in 1966. Uh, when they built the new high school, then, uh, he, he, with some help from others, literally built that field by hand. He plowed the field. He'd sow the grass. He would be out there picking up rocks. I, I remember being a kid when I was five and six years old and watching him down the sidelines and he'd walk out on the field a few yards and pick up a rock and throw it to the side if he saw one because, you know, it was his pride and joy that field. And uh, in addition to that, he was a fantastic coach and had some great teams back in the 60s and 70s. And that's just something that he's always, he always loved that field. It was uh, something and he of great pride in building.
3: So you've got a petition started. What's been the feedback yeah. so far uh from uh from people? Because so far your uh, your petition goal is one thousand five hundred and you've got one thousand one hundred and ninety. So obviously, there are a lot of people who are in agreement with you.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Everyone I talked to out in Wayne, you know, anyone above forty years old who remembers Coach Gerald thinks I absolutely should be named after him. I mean, he was he was beloved in the community. He was well respected. In addition to being a good football coach, he was a guidance counselor and teacher. He was my guidance counselor when I was in high school. Uh, he was. Just a really good guy, and if any any football field named after a coach, it should be this one named after him because of the care and effort and hard work he put in there as a coach and as a a teacher.
3: So, what do you hope to achieve other than naming the field after him? Because Mm -hmm. you can name anything after somebody, but uh, what are you looking to achieve? What are you hoping to accomplish uh, with this effort? And maybe you know, going past the field itself being named after
1: him. Well, you know, the thing is, everyone, and most people around here know that Wayne High School had a fantastic football program for years and years, and, you know, Coach, Harmon has taken the team to three state championship victories and a few more championship game appearances. I've been in the playoffs almost every year for the past 20 years. Uh, he's done great work, but a lot of the younger people don't know uh, or won't remember who Coach Gerald is. And I think that's important. A, a town like Wayne, uh, you know, it's very close knit, like you said earlier. Uh, people take pride in that Wayne Pioneer name and Wayne High School. And the, so, groundwork that Coach Gerald laid back in the 60s and 70s and early 80s. Uh, made a lot of what Coach Harmon has done possible, and I think that uh, everyone needs to remember that. And that you know, if nothing else, some kid five years from now will go to the field and say, "Well, who was Coach Gerald? Why is the field named after him?" And then their grand his grandfather or mother or somebody can tell him all about Coach Gerald and how important he was to the community.
3: Now, you seem to have really um, truly been touched by coach gerald as far as the the positive force he was in your life uh why yeah. why other than just recognizing you know his good works you know why is it important that you honor this man personally for you
1: well i i knew him my entire life he uh my dad played for him when he first became coach at the high school uh and uh after my dad graduated they became friends and hunting buddies and you know i've I've known Coach – I knew Coach Gerald when I was – I remember knowing him when I was three and four years old. Uh, Great family, uh, epitomizes what families are in Wayne. Uh, I should say that I've got the full support of his wife, Carol, and their kids and grandchildren. You know, I went and talked to them about this before I even started to make the push. Uh, It's just something that I I felt needed to be done even before his untimely death two years ago.
3: So what do you need to at least get this push forward? You've got the petition, but What else do you need? I've got the
1: petition. I have been talking to uh, the superintendent, Todd Alexander. I've talked to members of the school board. Sometime in January, I am going to go to a Wayne County school board meeting and make my presentation there. have a few other people there. Some former players will come and speak. Uh, George Brunfield, who is also a legendary coach out in Wayne with the baseball program, and the baseball field there is already named after him. When I was talking to George about this, he said, you know, I think the football field should be named for Coach Gerald long before the baseball field should have been named for me because C- Coach Brumfield considers Coach Gerald his mentor and he, he says he owes everything in his coaching career to him. He, uh, and a few people remember that George Brumfield took over when uh, Coach Gerald retired from football coaching in 1983 coached three or four years of the football program in addition to still coaching baseball. So um, that's that's the next step. And then after that, if, we, if we're if we successful in getting this done, you know, there'll be some signage issues. We want to get uh, signage changed over from Pioneer Field, uh, and I'm hoping to get some community support to get that done easily and without any additional cost to the school board
3: or the school. Are you looking for anything beyond that? Of course, signage is obvious. Uh, any, any marker, anything to, to sort of have a cornerstone? Uh, Yeah,
1: I would definitely, yeah, a cornerstone, some kind of plaque, you know, on the the one of the buildings or the entrance out there, just so the people who don't know who Coach Gerald is know why the field's named after him and the importance that he had to the community and the football program and the high school.
3: Joining us on the program is Chris Dickerson. He's the editor of the West Virginia Record, but he comes to us today as a Wayne High School graduate, starting a push to get the Wayne High School football field named after Coach Scott Gerald And Uh, There's a petition online now. How do people find that? Who can sign? Who can sign this petition that way? Somebody who just says, hey, this is a great idea. Let's do it. Who needs to be able to find this and sign this for it to actually have some weight?
1: Well, the the way to do it is to go to change.org. And once you're there, you can search for Wayne High School or Coach Scott Gerald or Coach Gerald, you know, anything along those lines, and the, the petition will come up. And then anyone can sign it. You know, I was looking at the list of we had, like you said, we have about 1,200 signatures there. There's people from all over the country. I, I actually remember one stood out. There was someone from Hawaii who had signed the petition uh, last week. But uh, anyone around here, you know, a lot of people, uh, the football fans around here, if you remember playing, you remember high school football back in the 70s and late 60s, Wayne always had a tough program. And if, if, you, if you didn't get beat by Wayne, if you were fortunate enough to get a victory when you played the Pioneers, your, your players were still going to be sore for a few days after because they weren't going to forget that they had been hit hard because that's what Coach Gerald's teams did. They hit hard and they ran it right down your throat.
3: But you really need a lot of people from Wayne High School, people who go to the school, went to the school, yeah. people in the community. That's probably going to have a little bit more weight than, say, uh, someone in uh, Utah who maybe has no connection. Oh, that's
1: absolutely, yeah. And that's, you know, what I've been, me and many friends from the Wayne area, we've been sharing the uh, petition on Facebook and other social media. So we're we're getting the word out, and I, you know, can't can't thank everyone enough—the 1,200 or so who has signed it. But we still want to get more signatures there, and uh, before we take it to the school board, I'd, I'd love to have, like you said, that 1,500. or like that 2,000 if we could get them, just just so the school board knows that this is something that really needs to happen. And again, you
3: can go to change.org. You can search for uh, Wayne High's football coach Scott Gerald, Scott Gerald, mm-hmm. Wayne High School. Uh, you can search by that, and of course. Uh, are you on social media anywhere other people can maybe find it and share it and discover it?
2: Uh, well,
1: you can share the link to the petition on Twitter, you know, any of the social media platforms, yeah. I've not been sharing it there, but I know other people have.
3: Okay, so change.org is where you are suggesting everyone just go directly
1: there. Yeah, that's that's the that's the easiest way to find the petition.
3: And then um, we'll find out if uh, you get to that 1,500 mark later. We'll have you back on, see where you're at when you're closer to presentation time. Um yeah, you're looking. Yeah, are you looking maybe in a few months, close to the football season? You know, what's your timetable?
1: Well, I, 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 like I said, I'm planning to go talk to the school board sometime in January, and I don't know what the time frame will be there. It'd be fantastic if we have uh, a renaming ceremony, maybe for the first home game. That would be ideal.
3: That'd be the best time to do it if you can get this passed. Uh, if you can get this, uh, everyone on board with this. Right. It, it right. looks like uh, you got a good start. Again, almost, um, you know, almost to your goal already. And once you get that goal, I'm sure you're going to be pushing for some more. And then um, I'm sure most people find out about this. They'll definitely uh, want to lend their support to it. So uh, hopefully we can get you a few more people aware of this today and uh, sign up later on.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you letting me talk about this. Uh, It's really important to me. So... uh uh, like I told you, I think I told you earlier. Uh, I coached middle school sports for a few years and youth sports for a long time. And uh, I didn't play football for Coach Gerald. He he was retired by the time I was in high school, and I didn't even play football in high school. But I I watched him when I was a kid, and the lessons, some of the lessons I learned from watching him, I used when I became a coach. Uh, he was just a really good guy, and. Uh, I can't think of anyone more deserving of having an honor something like this done for them.
3: The petition's on change.org. You can search for Wayne High School football coach Scott Gerald. Scott Gerald, Wayne High School football. You'll be able to find it. Chris, good luck with this. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll get you a few signatures, and uh, we'll have you back on soon as you're closer to presentation time.
1: Sounds good, Paul. Thanks for having me, and uh, rock and roll all night. <laughs>
3: Next time, we'll uh, well, you know what? We'll just do the the kiss podcast. That might be the better format for us.
1: That sounds
3: good, too. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. All right. Uh-huh. That's, that's Chris Dickerson. He's the editor of the West Virginia Record. Also, uh, he rock and rolls all night long. He loves Kiss. Uh, when we come back from break, I don't know if Doc Holiday likes Kiss, but we'll have Doc. We'll get his comments from earlier this afternoon when we continue with this edition of The Drive presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center.
0: You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
3: Welcome back to the Friday, December 14th edition. The Drive continues on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center. It's Friday, and that means Doc Holiday. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Friday, Doc Holiday, Isn't that usually a Tuesday thing? No, today. Today's Doc's Tuesday, right? It's got to be today. It's got to be Doc's Tuesday. Uh, Thankfully, we didn't have to go through that time um, bending exercise. We didn't have to travel back or forward in time. My calendar says Friday, so we're going to go with Friday. So, Doc Holliday getting set for the Bowl. Marshall's taking on USF. The Bulls, South Florida.
0: Here's Doc's impression of the matchup. Just like the number one, we're excited about the Bowl. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be a great challenge for us. I've known Coach Strong for a number of years, and his team will be well prepared. Uh, South Florida's got tremendous athletes. Their quarterback, uh, you know, at one time, was a starting quarterback at Alabama. And, uh and then uh, that being said, Jalen Hurts is a guy that took over for him at one point. So he's a talented guy that can make all the throws. Uh, they got tremendous skill at every position. Charlie will do a good job coaching those guys up. So uh, we got to do a great job. Apparently, I know our kids are excited. I know our fans are excited and anxious to get down to Tampa on Sunday and uh, get ready to go play.
3: Now, Doc is familiar with Coach Strong. Coach Strong is familiar with Doc. These guys know each other from their days with Urban Myers. And um, – the question to Doc was, "What makes coaches under Urban so successful?"
0: Well, I, I'm not sure exactly what the, what that is. I know, I know, from that. Uh, if you look at that, that staff that I was on with Urban at that time, you know, Dazio was there. Is now the head coach at Boston College, uh, of course. Charlie's at uh, you know Charlie's the head coach there at, at South Florida. Uh, we've had a lot of guys that uh, have gone on to be very successful and. Uh, and he just, you know, he's, you know urban, urban uh, and of course, a lot of us grew up among other coaches, but urban is one of the guys that I'm sure molded a lot of us and, uh, about the way we we're doing some things. And, uh, but they're all have, have been successful. <coughs> and I think the key ingredient is just go to work every day and work to get your team better and get prepared to go play.
3: Now, not only was Urban somebody that Doc had definitely mentored with, worked with, learned from, working with Coach Strong, and the question was asked, what made Coach Strong so successful when he was with you, when he was with Urban,
0: with those Florida teams? Coach Strong never had a bad day. I mean, I wish I was more like him. I mean, every day he, he, he never, I never saw him have a bad day. But, uh, you know, he's a great motivator, a tremendous recruiter, did a great job developing players. You know, whether it be at Louisville or wherever he's been. So you know, I've got great respect for what he does. Uh, I know he, he I know he understands as I do, it's a personnel driven game, and you've got to have good players and uh, and they have got they've got skill at, at every position. They got tremendous running backs and uh, and defensively they can run, and they can run and uh, they're good in space. So like I say, it's a, it's a challenge we're looking forward to.
3: This is also an important game because you're in Florida. This is where Don Holiday is known to be able to go in, recruit, find talent. And so, getting an opportunity to play a bowl game in Florida, where you're known and you have so much success, this is an important recruiting game. And the question was asked: How big of a recruiting
0: game is this game at the bowl really? Well, I think number one, it's what a great time slot it is because it's eight o'clock on Thursday night. We're the only game on. You know, people aren't bowl weary at that point, and we're not competing against anybody else. So, on ESPN, on national stage, against a good football team. That helps. Being in Florida also helps. You know, you got a lot of players, you know, around that area, and of course, it's great for our, our players because we, our, our, our kids that are from that area, get a chance to go home and play in front of friends and family. And I, you know, I've been to 27 bowl games. It was probably the first time I've ever played against a team playing at home. So, you know, they got a home field advantage, so to speak. So that's that's another challenge we'll have to deal with but uh you know that's that's uh, again we're excited uh, you know to get get down and get to work
3: now south florida they started out strong win seven and then they lose five so you start out winning seven straight then you lose your next five and there's got to be a reason for that right so that was the question asked of doc you know what have you seen that has caused south florida to go on that losing streak
0: you know, I think had some injuries. You know, I think they gone through that. Quarterbacks had some uh, injuries. He's had to deal with and had a kick return. Had two two kicks for touchdowns early on in a kick return game that had a knee injury. I'm not quite sure if he's back or he's not. Know his ACL deal he was dealing with. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of things play into it. You know, they played some pretty, really good teams there at the end too. You know, Central Florida being one of them. So, you know, there uh, I think a lot of things factored into the last five games of the year. But I think now they've had three or four weeks to to get healthy and and to get guys back and. And coach him up, so like I say, he'll he'll have him ready to play.
3: Speaking of have your players ready, that's something that Doc has been pretty good as far as the bowl games are concerned. And something he always talked about is having leadership on the road. And so it was asked of Doc if is player leadership is it more important when you're at
0: a bowl game? Well, you know our guys have done a good job, you know, in the past of, of making sure they understand why we're going number one. I think you got to set that tone early. You don't wait to get there to do that. I mean, you know that's been already explained to them that. You know we're going down there for a reason. That reason is go to try to find a way to win that football game. And they, got, you know, you want them to go. There's a fine line. You want them to go have fun. You want them to enjoy the experience, but they also need to understand the bowl games you remember are the ones you win. You know, or the ones you are able to come out of there as a winner. And you know, I tell them all the time, but you got your whole life to screw around. They got three weeks after that bowl game to do what they want to do, but they got one shot. To, you know, to create a memory of a life that you remember those bowls when you win them. I mean, there's nothing like that locker room after a big bowl win. So it's it's the greatest feeling in the world. So you know, they they, they got to make sure they understand that and that uh, that uh, you go in there for a reason this way, to, you know, to begin to try to find a way to win that game.
3: Now, with this bowl game and the way that Marshall finished the season, this is going to be third straight road game. Bowl game's a little different, but still, Hurd's going to be on the road for the third straight game, and that was a question asked of Doc. Hey, when's the last time you've played three
0: straight road games? I don't. I'm not, I'm not sure. I. I mean, it's not. I sure don't want to look forward to doing that. That's for sure. But I, I, you know, again, bowl game's a little bit different. But as, as you mentioned, uh, and you hear you, when you hear them, their kids talk. It is a home game for them. You know, it's in their stadium and in their locker room and in their town. The whole thing. So you know, it'll. It, it, we play well on the road. except You know, we've, we've been pretty pretty good on the road. And, it's like anything else. You, gotta, you mentioned the leadership part of it. And you gotta, also got to take the toughest part of it, which plays a big part in a in, in big role.
3: That's in going it. to do it for this edition of The Drive, presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. I want to thank Grayson Malashevich for joining me. Also, Chris Dickerson, and for my producer, Gabriel Sullards, Appreciate his work as well. I'll be back on Monday, and don't forget, if you miss any part of the program, all you have to do is go to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. We're on TuneIn. We're also on Spotify. For Gabriel, I'm Paul. Enjoy your weekend, everyone.